today, no Max today, it's just me. Uh, depending on when you watch this, Max is either with his in-laws or I'm in Liverpool. But I did promise that I was going to go through a, uh, a video on why the X54 Malconig grinder was not for me. And uh, so I thought I'd do that today. Um, so the first thing I'd say actually about this is that I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to wimp out and, and kind of do one of those, those, it's really good, but you know, et cetera. I, I, I you know, I, I think there's loads of videos on, you know, the strong points and et cetera of the grinder. I'm just going to focus today on what I personally don't like about it. And um, that's not to say it's a bad grinder, but just what I personally don't like about it um, and why it's not for me. And it's kind of a shame because I do quite like the looks of it. But um, but if you live with the thing, then, you know, you, you know, after six months or a year, you start to, you know, wish that you paid more attention to some of the things. And I'm going to touch on those. And part of this has come across because the current grinder I've got, which is, I think, the Eureka 65, it's like a 65 mil burr. It's quite a large uh, grinder. Um, I've had some of those issues with that. I love the grinder. I really do. And so I think a lot of people who buy the X54 will also love it. But they will, I am you know, certain if they've got kind of drinking habits like me, they will come to, to wish that it had certain things that it doesn't have or, or certain design features that it doesn't have. And there's no point in me getting rid of a grinder that already has some limitations to replace it with a grinder that has some of the same limitations. So the first thing, I've got six things down here on my little my notepad. So the first thing is it's too big, right? And I don't know, you know, I don't know which market this was aimed for. Um, because I do see in some reviews people with amazing, beautiful kitchens that are, you know, the size of my house. But over here in, in Europe, a lot of us live in more limited space. And we just don't have dedicated space for, you know, our um, coffee setup. It goes on our kitchen work surface. And that means our grinder has to go on our kitchen work surface. And if it is the height, the size of uh, that X54, or indeed the Eureka, which I got, uh, it really limits you. So when I first got my Eureka, I took it out of the box. I was really excited. <laughs> I put the hopper on and I was like, I went, oh, hold on a second. And I went to push it and it was just like, that's not going under the cabinets. And the, my last, this is at my last house, the last house, um, it really needed to go under the kitchen cabinet. That's basically where it, it needed to go. And then I was kind of screwed. I had to put it in a very inconvenient place. And the wife got very unhappy with me for it being in this very inconvenient place. But, and here's the thing. So here's the big difference. That hopper, actually, wait a minute. I'm just going to go and grab it. Can I grab the hopper? Well, hold on a second. So that hopper I could replace because it's got a very basic design. I mean, even this was, I think, 40, 40 pounds. I looked very hard. I think there were some very expensive ones. So this is the short hopper. And the collar where it goes in is just generic. It's just a round piece of plastic. There's nothing special about it at all, which is great. It's what I want. I don't want anything clever about my hopper attachment. I want it just to go in and I want it to be cheap so I can get other ones. Um, people have commented about how the 
the DX54 hopper is amazing build quality. Uh, that's wonderful. <laughs> you know, we want things that are great build quality. I've personally never worried about damaging my hopper. Um, it may not have amazing, it's just a piece of plastic. Um, and uh, yeah, but the bigger hoppers are probably there for a reason. So it takes a half a kilo of coffee. And so here's the thing, what's the use case? Who's going to use? Now I know that certain people do, right? They'll just put half a kilo of coffee in and be done with it. But like I said, so this is, a, this is, about, this is about me. It's all about me uh, and how I use coffee uh, and how I make coffee. But I'm sure I'm not the only one. And if you're having to load half a kilo in, my first question, I looked at the size of the hopper after I thought, well, it's not going to fit under the cabinet. I mean, currently my current um, setup doesn't go in the cabinet. It does fit under the cabinet, but I don't have it under the cabinet. But I've got the flexibility if I wanted to. And, um, but the, 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 the great thing is the generic collar is I can replace it, get another one in. Now, I read from, uh, I think it was on Sprudge magazine, they interviewed uh, the people at Marconic, or they talked to them, and asked them about the hopper size. I think a lot of people are asking about the hopper size. And they asked them about the hopper, and they said, we've got no plans to, to make a shorter hopper. And that tells me that the weight of beans is needed to feed the burrs, which is often the case, and it is the case on mine as well. And I can tell you, I notice a difference when I've got, because I've always got less beans in my hopper, and I'll come on to that in a second, but if you don't have that weight of beans pushing down, that gravity pushing it down, um, it means that you don't get the optimum uh, performance from the birds. I have seen one video where he said that uh, in using it over a period of time that he felt he needed to have the hopper at least half to completely full in order to be getting consistent performance out of it. And to me, that's a no-go. And the reason is because I've constantly got new coffees coming in. Um, I'm sort of a bit of a coffee, I don't know, I get, I, get, I get at least, I don't know, three different bags of coffee a week, something like that. Uh, and so we drink a lot of coffee in my house. And so I've got, let's say I've got two bags of coffee at any one time. And I do have a hand grinder, so I can always go to the hand grinder, but it's a conical burr different kind of flavor profile. Um, I will sometimes want to switch between the coffees I've got in. And if there's a little bit of beans left, I'll be like, well, you know, I'll have another coffee. Shh, if it goes, great, I can change the beans. I can clean it out quickly, which is going to be, I'm going to come onto that as well in a second. Clean it out quickly, change the beans, and you're ready to go. Where you've got half a kilo in there, where are you going to put those beans? I mean, I, so, and you need to have half a kilo all the time in the hopper. It just doesn't work for me. It doesn't have to be single dosing, although probably the very good chance the next grinder I, I get will be single dosing. I actually haven't found the right grinder for me yet. Uh, so that's number one. So number, number two, actually that's number one and number two, because number one was the machine's too big, and number two was that you can't get the hopper. Uh, you can't get any, any second hopper. And also, Malconic has made some really amazing locking device on the bottom. It kind of reminds me a little bit like how Apple does things. They lock you in, pun intended. They lock you in so that you kind of have to buy the thing from them at 
you know, 200 pounds for a piece of plastic, whatever it is. And, and But they're not doing one. And so I, I don't know if anybody else is going to make one, especially for the grinder. I hope so, you know, for the people that have got one. But then will they get the same performance? And why wouldn't Malconic do it? Probably because they know they'd affect the performance. Anyway, it's a mess. As far as I'm concerned, that's, that's, uh, that's a big mess. Okay, so that's number one, number two. Number three, I don't like attachments. And this thing has an attachment. Oh, please, now I've got to put it somewhere. You know, the, the little forks um, that hold the, they, they look great, by the way. The forks that hold the portafilter, they've got this really secure looking, you adjust it, you set it up for your portafilter. Do you want to think I've got different portafilters, so I wonder, but it should be okay. Hmm, actually, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know actually whether how um, flexible it is, how easy it is to adjust because, you know, I've got different portafilters for, for um, you know, double, uh, double spouts and, um, and an open basket, a bottomless portafilter. But I would have thought it would be all right. So anyway, I like the thing. I like the way that looks. What I don't like is if you want to dose into a cup because it's set up the way it is and you want to put into a dosing cup, which of course, if you're doing a pour over, whatever you, you do. And by the way, you know, they grind all the way through from espresso to pour overs. Apparently do a pretty good job of it. They use non-matching non -matching burr sets. And, you know, if they do something right, Malconic, they, they know how to set these things up. So I'm sure they get great performance out of it. But you have to take the thing out, put it somewhere, and then get the other attachment that you've stored somewhere, put that in, and then use your dosing cup. So for me, now I've got a, I just want a grinder. I bought a grinder, sit there. I don't want bits. I don't want bits for my grinder. I don't want to have to store them anywhere. I don't want to put them in the kitchen cabinet where someone moves them and I can't find them. And now I'm getting anxious. I just want to make my coffee and I've got to find the damn bit that I put it somewhere safe. I always put things somewhere safe. And then that's why I can't find them. Um, in fact, it'll be right in front of me in a messy place, in an unsafe place for weeks. And then I'll think to myself, I really should put that away. And then when I put it away, I can't find it. So that's number one, two, and three. Don't like, don't like attachments. Uh, but leading on from that, number four, if you do want to dose into a cup, they give you a cup, right? They give you a nice dosing cup that fits right in there, does the job. There's only one problem, and that is it's a non-standard size. So you dose into your dosing cup that then doesn't fit anything. You really want to put your portafilter on top and tap it out. Can't do that. So I guess you just kind of kind of shake it out, try not to get any over the edges. Why? What? Why? I guess they forgot, you know, maybe they had a, they got a job lot of them at a different site. I don't know. Um, all right. So there's that. Where are we at? Uh, well, that's number four. We're rattling through these. Number five. No one's talked about this. I can't believe it. No one's talked about this. The switch is on the back. I'm betting that's for, for, for style. That's style over function. The switch is on the back at the bottom. Um, it could not be a more annoying place. So where I have got my grinder at the moment, on the right side, again, it's out in the open because it's where my coffee machine is. I want to have it right next to my coffee machine, basically. My coffee machine is right at the edge of the uh, kitchen work surface because then I can, it's plumbed in and it can basically, the, the line can go out, can go uh, across the side and into the water filter where it then goes into the mains 
water. And so I want my coffee to be grinded right next to it. But that, um, but that, 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 that coffee grinder, therefore, is quite close to the sink. It's not ideal, to be honest with you. But that's how it is, right? We don't live in an ideal world. If I could live like Tom Cruise and have one of his kitchens, it'd all be groovy, but I don't. I have to live in my own kitchen. I have to think about space. So um, uh, right next or close to the sink, I've got the bits where you store, you know, on the, on the, the, the drying tray, like the knives and forks stick up or whatever. So where I am right now, the grinder's right next to that. I can go to the side and I can switch my grinder on no problem at all. If it was around the back, I would just, I just know that my elbow is going to creep out that little extra bit. I'm going to just knock, I'm going to knock those forks. I'm going to knock those knives and forks and they're going to tip over and I'm going to get angry. I know it's a silly thing. You're laughing at me and that's okay. I understand that, but I just know I will. And what's more, if you want to put it flush against the back wall, uh, I don't know if you can do that with the switch at the back. It was just a bad place to put it. Put it on the side. And also when it's low down, because it's next to my, you know, the, the water and, and all the rest of it, it just makes me nervous that the electric switch is close to where there's going to be water. And probably there's an engineer at Malconic slapping his forehead, you dumb schmuck, or something like that. Uh, and there's probably no problem at all with it. it. It's in my mind that it is, okay? I'm sure I'm not the only one. I could be the only one. Uh, switch my phone off. Finally, so that's number, that's number five, which is on the back. And last and not least, I clean my grinder a lot. I clean it, right, okay, I clean it once a week. But I might clean it more than that. I might clean it two or three times a week, depending on how often I'm, I'm changing the beans around. And I am now a pro at, at cleaning this grinder. Like I can take the burrs out and everything in like a minute, less than a minute. I have a little Phillips screwdriver, some little short ones, you know, and I just kind of I hide it under the coffee machine. No one knows it's there. And uh, so I just take the hopper out. I take a little piece of plastic off the top. We're into, what's that, two seconds? Maybe three. Let's call it three seconds right now, okay? Take my little screwdriver out. Three screws. I can, I can, I can pretty, like that, you know, and it's done like, uh, like that guy salt bay with the, with the steak. Anyway, so like that, three screws. They come out, top burr comes out, paintbrush off the top of the off the top of the hopper, into the bin, which is, you know, not far away. That's all done. Get my little vacuum, suck all that up, get the brush. I swear to God, the whole thing is done and, and, and screwed back in, in in under a minute. So let me explain how this is gonna work with the X54. You wanna put some new beans in, I know what I'll do, give the grinder a quick clean, take the hopper off then you realize that you need Torx screws, <laughs> screwdriver, because they put Torx screws in there. I, why? Like I know why a Torx screw exists, right? Um, it's because, it, I, I understand, if I got this right, you can put, if people put more tension on it, it can, it can take the load, it won't strip. The, it won't strip. I, I get that. Why does anybody try to over-screw or over-tighten their burrs when they, when they screw them in. If they do, I get that. I get that, that might be an issue. Like, I don't know, I haven't seen the feedback. Maybe they get lots of people complaining, they've over-tightened their screws, 
you know, and they've, they've threaded or whatever, and, and, and it's a problem. Maybe that is a problem, and maybe they fixed the problem. Maybe it's a great idea, but it's not a great idea for me because I will never find where I put the Torx screwdriver because I don't need it for anything else. It is literally, I don't have a Torx screw anywhere in the house that I can think of. Not one I've ever used. And now I have to keep one just to take my burrs off. Okay, so, and then you take that out, and then what do you need? Now you need a regular screwdriver because the next set you have to unscrew are Phillips screw heads. I don't know. It's little things like this. So for me, when I go through all of that and I think, oh, look, I've got a 65 mil Eureka flat burr. It's not perfect. I kind of like it. It's not perfect. Um, but would I spend 500 pounds or whatever that is in dollars to get this to replace it? I would not. I would not. I, would, I, would, it, I wouldn't say it's a step. Oh, there's, God, there's one more thing. I've got a bonus thing. But I would not. Let's just wrap that thing up. Wrap that puppy up. Uh, I would not spend that money because I don't think it's getting me enough extra. Maybe when it's all set up perfectly, I will get a better extraction than I do with my Eureka 65. Or maybe if you're coming from something else, 500 quid, it's a good deal. Maybe it's the best thing on that. But I think you have to fit that use case where you've got a big kitchen. You don't mind it's that it's a, a big thing. Uh, and you like to fill half a kilo of beans all the time in your hopper, and you don't like pay much attention to it after that, maybe it's, maybe it's for you. Um, but I think for a lot of us, it's just going to kind of just slightly miss in a couple of places, and you miss a bit here and you miss a bit there. Anyway, that's how I feel about it. There was one other thing. Um, it's got Wi-Fi. <laughs> Wi-Fi. It's got Wi-Fi. My fridge doesn't have Wi-Fi. I refuse to buy a fridge with Wi-Fi. I do not want my grinder or my coffee machines. Uh, one day I might get a coffee machine with Wi-Fi, but it's going to really have to sell it to me. Really have to sell it to me. Um, I can see a reason in the future. By the way, I'm not talking about communicating with an app. I'm talking about it connects to your Wi-Fi. And, um, and I think they can send messages to it or something or update the firmware or, I don't know, stuff. Oh, and it's got the default password. I think it's something like home123. Great job, Marconic. <laughs> Just call it home123. Uh, that's easy to remember. Wire that right in. I think I read last week that the UK is passing a law to make default passwords on home appliances that connect to Wi-Fi illegal. So it may well be that this is already in breach of the UK law. And the reason they're making that illegal is because hackers um, are taking advantage of that en masse and, uh, and, doing, and doing bad things. So um, I'm not a fan of, of it being connected to my Wi-Fi. I don't see why my, I, don't see, I haven't seen a, any reason why um, they've come out and sort of said, oh, you know, oh God, the benefits you're gonna reap. How did you ever, how did you ever make do with a grinder that wasn't Wi-Fi connected before. My tip for um, the grinder espresso machine manufacturers out there, and that sounds very arrogant to say I've got a tip for it, but I really do, I think this is a great idea. What they should be doing is developing an, an open protocol uh, where they agree the language that grinders and espresso machines talk, right? A language that they communicate with. So if they can agree that protocol, and by that I mean, um, 
in the, in the way that they talk, they have a structure in that communication, you know, where we have, you know, communication that says, you know, da, 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 has this information in it. Then you could, I could just imagine at some point in the future, um, buying a grinder and having your grinder talk to your espresso machine and your grinder knows the grind setting it's done. And then you, you make an espresso and the espresso machine goes, <laughs> and your grinder knows that. And he goes, oh, you know, let me just recommend a new grind setting for you. You know, I could see that really being very cool. But why my grinder needs to talk to the internet right now, that's the big no-no. So there you have it. Uh, I've done what I said I was going to do for once and explain why I don't think the Malconig X54 grinder is for me. Please do <laughs> flame me in the comments. I'm big and I can take it. I can take the anger. Uh, so tell me in the comments um, why I'm wrong or, you know, if surprise I'm right or you feel the same way. Love to hear that too. I really would um, because it's one of those conversations that we just don't often have where people, you know, maybe don't um, talk about some of these silly little things. I think add up over time. So look forward to hearing that. And then hopefully we'll be, we'll be back online next weekend.